another Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Oh, hell. <laughs> oh, hell. Welcome to the post-credit pursuit. <laughs> certainly right but maybe not in a bad way in maybe it's a diamond in the rough <clears throat> yeah i this movie really really surprised me and some good some not so good mostly good though i was very very taken aback by everything that this movie had to offer really yeah and that movie would be another Marvel installment. Yes. Uh, the third and final, maybe, maybe? Uh, installment of the Guardians of the Galaxy. A series in the MCU that I feel like uh, is probably up there insofar as you know, I would consider the, uh, the Avengers-like series in the MCU probably the most popular. Yeah. But insofar as like each individual's little trilogy sets of movies or whatever, I feel like the Guardians are probably at the top. Would you agree, maybe? I don't know. Maybe from an outside perspective, not like having watched as like mm -hmm. or not getting into Marvel until pretty much after Endgame, or at least like getting into like the Marvel movies. Uh-oh. Sorry for any noise you may experience. My microphone is falling. Oh, no. You must fix that. Um, but like I always saw like anytime I would see a Guardians trailer I would be like oh that's like the B team <laughs> it, well yeah they it those I remember especially for the first Guardians when they decided to bring that to the MCU as a pretty big and almost like you know heads or tails kind of decision of will this yeah. work will it not because i i will say that i've like i've always been a fan of marvel uh when the mcu started and as i like watched it it kind of got me more into like the marvel world and marvel lore like that's when mm -hmm. i started to read more comics and stuff like that yeah so at the time like i i knew i knew of the team guardians of the galaxy but i hadn't read anything you know i I knew who Rocket Raccoon was. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Didn't really know anyone else. Some of the names maybe sounded familiar or not, but like at this point in time, they are like right up there with your Iron Man's and Spider Man's, like your household name superheroes. And I, I think that that's a pretty good testament on James Gunn. Yes. And I'd like to talk about James Gunn at some point, like oh, a little yeah. James Gunn section, because I. I might I might have some polarizing thoughts about James. Oh, Gunn. well, we, we we can get to that now or later. Whatever you'd like to do, but let's get to it now because I'm interested to to hear what you think. <laughs> well, I've got some thoughts about him. Here's the thing. Let me pull up his uh, let me pull up his filmography here just so I don't get any misses because oh. I know while he's doing that, I'm gonna share my. My, my my thoughts about well just him in this movie I think this is I think this is the first Guardians movie that I like sat down and like just actually watched I've seen I've seen the uh the first one 
Didn't watch the second one. Have you not seen the second one at all? Mm-mm. Ooh, man, you need to watch the second one. It's pretty good. I just, I don't know. Not, well, well, uh, did, this will get me Chris. I just don't like Chris Pratt having ever. I like, I like him in Parks and Rec. That's because you like Andy Dwyer. Yes. <laughs> and I don't like him in anything else, and I don't know why. Like, I don't. Chris Pratt is easily one of those actors that. Well, well, honestly, let me let me take that back because he does have kind of a weird trajectory insofar as like he kind of started out in his best role. Yeah, he's almost like a version of The Rock, and you know, you know what I mean. Like you start yeah. out really, really popular, and then like as time goes on, like certain people still find you really popular but then again like because you know people are starting to like hate on the rock anymore too really like, I, I didn't know that well maybe maybe not so much as hate on him but like not take him as seriously because he takes himself oh, yeah. so seriously I, you know what i mean i, I can see like that. the hierarchy of the dc universe is about to change get the hell out of here what are you talking about you're 46 man <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no i like i i think the rock is like it, it's one of those like weird examples of just like He's like a pretty good person most of the time. Yeah. I hope that like there's not something that I don't know about. Well, I mean, my my only issue with The Rock is that he acts just like his name. He's very one-dimensional like very like he's he's just a rock. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't add a lot yeah. of dimension, which I'm not trying to shit on Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think he's all right. I like him in like that era of Okay, so like you you all knew me as a wrestler. Now I want you to start like knowing me more so as Dwayne Johnson the actor. That era of like mid two thousands to like twenty ten or maybe twenty tens to twenty fourteen fifteens of like the Disney like game plan, like the Tooth yeah. Fairy with all those like very because when I was younger like I don't think I was the direct demographic for those. I might have been a little bit older, but like I watched them with my brother and my cousins and everything, and like he does pretty good acting yeah. for like a, a like he's a very charismatic yeah actor back then but then he came back to wwe i remember yeah maybe that maybe that was his downfall was, he just doesn't know what he wants it's kind of really funny because i didn't know i only knew him as an actor and oh yeah and when he came to the wwe i was like what yeah like that's, that's, the, that's the rock you can't do this he's yeah like, I was i've very been confused. doing this yeah and then i and then i learned I, I will say though, out of like wrestlers turned like Hollywood actors, I still take John Cena over The Rock any day. Yeah, I think John Cena's funnier. He is funnier. I think John Cena is really funny. I like unironically. Yeah, I mean there there are some there are some like ironically funny. Th like, have you seen his Instagram? He posts some of the weirdest crap on Instagram, and almost all, almost all the time, no caption. The other day, I saw a post. He, it was a picture of a, uh, it was a green toilet, but they had it made up to where it looked like the Hulk. But like, the way it made it, it made it look like you were like sitting on the Hulk's lap or whatever. Yeah, that's the photo. No caption. Millions of likes. You know, I'm like, you can do that because you're John Cena. You know what I hate about John Cena? Can't see him. <laughs> that 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 is what I hate. I hate like because I'll see. I like, just want to see him act. I've heard I, so many good stories. 
I, I've seen like I see so many videos of him being just a genuinely good person, or he'll he'll because there's like one where he's talking to a like an old lady like uh-huh. like an old British lady I think, and he's like explaining like what he does, and I would love to, for the comments to be like, oh, oh it's so funny how he uh, you know I'll look at how nice of a human being he oh, is, yeah. and instead it's just like why is this old lady talking to no one? <laughs> Literally every single comment. It's one of the only, like, internet memes that I think every single person is on board with. And I'm just like, I just want to – he seems like a cool dude. I just want to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, imagine how he's – he could post a picture like, today I, with the help of my team, uh, discovered the cure for cancer. I've been working on this secretly for years. Like, all, all of my money has been gone into this research just because I've seen so many kids over the years through Make-A-Wish just – and it, it's – it's really put this burden on my heart, and I wanted to fix it. Yeah. All the comments would be like, "Where? Wh- who is this? I don't see anybody." Yeah. It, there would never what? be. There wouldn't be like, "Oh my gosh, John Cena cured cancer." Be like, "I can't see. I can't see him." Wow. Be like, it would be like, "Who's holding up that certificate?" There's yeah. no one there. What? The the cure for cancer just dropped out of nowhere. That float that, that floating lab coat cured cancer. <laughs> yeah, I I can't. Like I think it's. I thought it was funny for maybe two years, and then I was like, "Can we talk about? Can we just talk about John Cena?" I'm, I'm sure he feels the same way. But then again, he might just eat it up. He might be like, "Yeah, that's funny. That's I my thing." I think he eats it up because in that same video, he because he was like, "Try." He's like, "Yeah, I did uh, this one <laughs> time, and now everyone acts like I'm invisible." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the little tinge of pain behind his eyes. <laughs> no one sees me anymore. They don't see John Cena. I think he. Oh just my God! The dude has the word C in his last name. John Cena. I ain't never seen a him in my life. Oh, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you of my. Well, I can just. Oh, it's a bad joke. So we we were at graduation earlier today, and you know, um, if you if you make a high enough GPA, you get summa cum laude. And Let's see where this one's going. Yeah. This was the – I think it was really funny because everybody <laughs> was like you, – if you've ever been to a graduation, you know it's just the most boring thing ever. And, like, at my own graduation where I'll be getting two degrees, I will still think it is the most boring thing I've ever done in my entire life because I – It's true. I just don't see that as a representation – other people do, but I don't see it as a representation of the work that I've done to, like, get – my my piece of paper yeah so like i lean over to elijah because we're in the choir and we're sectioned (laughs) off from everybody so we can actually just talk to each other and i'm like she just said that he comes loud but like (laughs) i do too but you don't hear me talking about it it's not on my (laughs) diploma yeah what (laughs) and he I, i i thought i broke him because oh my he just gosh. started laughing and he couldn't recover. And I was like, I didn't think it was that funny, <laughs> but I just had to say it. Oh man. <laughs> and and then the more I thought I was like, oh, that was actually really good. There's nothing funnier than like you know, like younger kids and stuff will like laugh and giggle about a, a dirty word or so you know, not a dirty word, but like, you know, just a word that sounds dirty or something yeah. like that. And like they get scolded, but some of the funniest humor to me is adults doing the same freaking thing like i saw this clip uh of it's it's i guess it's a australian news team 
and they've got someone in the field at the, it looks like it might be some sort of cultural event or something, and she's dressed up really warm or whatever, and the guy's like, yeah, it looks like you're keeping your hands real warm there, and she's like, got her hands in like, you know, one of the, like a quarterback's like pouch or yeah. something, <laughs> and she goes, yeah, it's me muff, and it cuts <laughs> back to the, uh, to the studio, and like, they're live too, so like, it cuts back to the studio, and dude is trying with everything in him to hold back this uproarious laughter like he is wheezing you know like turning around and uh, and there's a uh his co his his co-anchor is is a girl who she just kept instigating and and something it's just one of the funniest things to see like adults also like what? there's something like childlike about it even yeah. though we you know scold like, kids for it i guess i don't know like because i there are people who like would make those jokes like every five seconds and oh, i feel yeah. like that's the childish part. Yeah, yeah yeah but like you get like the one well-timed dirty joke everyone's done beats it. yeah yeah nothing no. beats it so good which i guess all that to say uh i was going to try to segue into my polarizing james gunn thoughts we really went off on that one halfway oh. through I was, I was like i think we're talking about james gunn to start this <laughs> off now <laughs> well here i will um segue um uh, my my I have a big problem with James Gunn and that is that um he made me sit and watch torture like animals being tortured for two hours. You and I liked it. <laughs> and he made me like it. I, I did see uh an article that was like uh you may this may be a good one to bring your kids to maybe a fifteen minutes late or something like that and I'm like <laughs> and, and and so in my head I was like, Well, <coughs> we're probably going to see a lot of like weird animal experimentation in the opening of this movie but what they failed to mention in that article was that there's pretty much you know animal torture all throughout I wonder what PETA had to say because obviously I, like for a movie like that every movie has the you know no animals were harmed on the set of this film that one should have had it in like big bold letters like these are fake animals yeah 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 our CG artists are demented. We didn't really graft a uh, rabbit to a mechanical spider leg. But no, I, I my my thing with James Gunn is this, man. And this it might be going back to my cynicism with the TikTok generation. TikTok. I don't even know if that's what I think that's What generation are we on right now? Is Z. it Gen Z or there Gen Alpha? I, I think that's the young like the young young kids. Oh, man. We're doomed. <laughs> but my my thing is and it it's going to echo the same crap that I've talked about for any of these Marvel movies that we've reviewed and that is while I really appreciate that they are in they are a gateway drug to cinema I think okay and, and yeah. I I still think those movies are cinema Martin Scorsese oh, yeah. thinks they're something else like I get what he's saying but like a movie's a movie man it's still an art. I mean, like, I mean just because you're the greatest living director of all time, that movie is still a movie. Yeah. You're you're just mad that it makes more money. Yeah, <laughs> and like, uh, don't get me wrong, that kind of makes me mad too sometimes. But like, get off your high horse, Marty. It's still a movie. But here's the thing: now that same generation who started out in that little, like I've brought up before, that little thirty movie bubble. Yeah. Of like, okay, this is this is cinema to me right now because like, thirty movies—that's a lot of movies. So like, that yeah. could take up, you know, someone, especially a younger persons. Like that could be what movies are to them. You know what I mean? 
And that, I feel like that same group now has put James Gunn up on this pedestal. And here, and here's something else. I think that he he's partly to blame for it, right? Mm-hmm. And here, but like I I don't wish him, like I wish him the best in whatever he does. But like he is now sh- uh, shaking up the power of the DC universe. The hierarchy mm-hmm. is forever changed because now he's in charge, and like he he's. I I want to say that I feel like he might be getting too big of a head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it, I don't think it's all his fault, you know. I I feel like sometimes you have to be put up on a, a pedestal like that by others to start feeling the same way. But yeah. I, I I worry that this uh, that this TikTok generation is just gonna like. Cause I saw this thing the other day. It was like James Gunn. I think is arguably the uh, the greatest director of all time. The best Ooh. the best and greatest director of all time. Like Ooh. I don't think anyone else has done anything as good as him. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. I am fine for anyone to have any sort of opinion because I know that I probably have bad opinions. I'm not going to say probably. I know I have bad opinions to other people. And I know that that is a bad opinion, I think. In my opinion, that is a bad opinion. But here's the thing. I think sometimes an opinion can be so bad. And if enough of people agree that it is a bad opinion, then it just should be considered bad you know yeah. like the, or at least not true because like wrong i like i think james gunn is a very good director like I he he's uh, he's obviously that. doing something right i do not think he comes close to ever 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 being the greatest director of all time and i i, I do worry that some people maybe i'm an asshole man like because should i should i really be like should I be concerned that someone out there thinks he's the best director of all time? Like that doesn't affect know. me. I, I think, but I, I like maybe it's more so. Maybe I feel like I need to be in control of what people think. I don't know, but like, I mean, it's good to be self-aware. <coughs> yeah, maybe. But, I, like I, I, I just want. If you if you were to tell me, actually, Jared, I've always thought James Gunn is the best director. As long as you also understood that, like, he like he's my favorite director. I think he's the best, but like, you know, it, I like I understand that there are better movies. Like, there are better directorial choices and stuff. I'm gonna say something that maybe puts me into bad opinion territory. In that, I think the people who say that are currently in that thirty movie bubble that you've talked about. I would have to think so. So, I, and I think that the, the two outcomes are either they stay in this 30-movie bubble that you know just grows because Marvel grows, or they step outside of that 30-movie bubble and figure out, oh, there there's are, more. There's more. There is so much more, and I have, you know, I can change my opinion because I think, I mean, I've had many multiple, like, bad music opinions that I have to and eat like or just entertainment opinions in general just because I was not exposed to other types of entertainment I agree so that I think that's what I'm gonna say about that I think that that is probably the case I just yeah I mean I I, I don't mean any it that's probably the best way to put it. it's just an unfortunate thing and I just hope that I just want people to expand what they're because like 
I think I've mentioned this to you before, but like my favorite movie of all time is Holes. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes when I have arguments like this with myself of like, oh, you shouldn't think that James Gunn is the best director of all time. He's clearly not. Holes is not the best movie of all time. It's clearly not. No. But it's still my favorite. You know what I mean? Well, then, like, yeah, but you, you're able to separate your favorite from what is probably the best. Yeah, but here's the thing: Holes is technically, you know, a pretty, a pretty sound technical film. Okay. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> he's about to tell me that Holes is the best movie. Listen, we uh, we need to do an episode on Holes. I would like to rewatch it. It's been a little while. Uh, cause I, I, I swear to you, I really do have a lot of very staunch opinions on that movie as to why I think that yes it is my favorite movie of all time because of nostalgia and I watched it like 10 times a day for like a lot of uh, developmental years in my life but looking back now as like an adult I don't want to speak it too much because I want to save a lot if we do an episode about it but like that movie is a it's a, it's a hidden gem of like I think it is a hidden gem. I it, think it's a very good movie. I, I, honestly, it's probably one of the better like live action Disney, kind of made for TV. I don't know. If kind of made for TV a little bit. Yeah, like I don't think it had a theatrical release. I don't really remember. I don't want to. I think it talk out of my ass there, but let me look that up real quick, and then we'll it, promise it, we'll talk about Guardians. It but. really does feel like a made for TV movie, Oops. in my opinion. Just and but if it if it was. Uh, a made-for-TV movie? It's the best made-for-TV movie ever. I was about to say, it might be absolutely the best made-for-TV movie. Did Holes have theatrical release? Just because, like, I, it's like looking back, I think, like, some of the fades are just perfect for... Uh, yeah, April 11th, 2003. It was just... A tw- uh, we went and watched uh, Return of the King a while back at the theaters for its 20th anniversary and that's uh it might have been the same day or the day after uh holes's 20th anniversary that's, uh, a, that's rough competition there it is rough competition uh it earned 71.4 million worldwide and that's, received generally yeah, positive reviews from critics who praise its cast faithfulness to its source material and sense of nostalgia which the cast part on that is why uh that that's the one of the biggest things for me as to why I think it's not only one of my favorite movies based on out of nostalgia, but I just I really do think it's a really good, well done movie. Yeah. Uh but with that being said, uh I think James Gunn, I think three of his better movies have been these three Guardians movies. And honestly, of those three Guardians movies, I know you haven't seen the second one, mm-hmm. but of those three, I think volume three, uh takes it man it, it it takes the cake uh definitely i don't know the first one just doesn't like capture me at all really i it's well I, I will say i don't like chris, chris pratt. pratt is less of a caricature of himself as the series goes on what we saw in volume three is like even though he's still a little bit chris pratty you I, even i know you know if you've seen the first one like he he's kind of way over the top in that first movie yeah very like very reminiscent of like certain parts reminiscent of like the Andy Dwyer character like the yeah. slapstick stuff but he's very Chris Pratt in that first one yeah but I, as because you didn't get into like Endgame was kind of your Endgame like 
I didn't even I I watched Endgame long after it came out. Like that I see, was, I see. I just I feel I, like if you, if like if you, if you really hadn't started kind of early, it's yeah. really hard to try to get into those movies. I was really just like for that the portion where the MCU was building up, I was not in a position in my life to be able to go and watch any of yeah, the movies, yeah. and we didn't have any internet, so we didn't have Netflix or that's fair. I guess yeah. Netflix would have been at the time where I can't remember. That would have been like twenty ten. Yeah. You might have still been able to get some DVDs in 2010. Well, I mean, like, like for a while, because uh, weren't like Disney was putting or like the Marvel movies were on. Yeah, there for a while, the Marvel movies were getting put on Netflix. I forgot about that era of stuff. Disney Plus so, has like, yeah, made things crazy. I guess. We've, we, I, you know, no one will ever know how spoiled we were to have. Netflix in like the 2010 to like 2015. Oh my gosh, are you for real? Um, but so we and we didn't have any any internet, so we couldn't have Netflix. So it was just like I just had cable TV. Yeah. That's what I. That's the what that's I had to fair, though, like, DVDs. Because there's part of me that's like, man, I, part of me wishes I would have made the decision to just kind of like pick and choose which ones I saw yeah. to see if that like how that would affect the viewing of those movies, but like. There's, there's, they're still fun, I think. But I, yeah. I, I can definitely see coming into that first Guardians movie that late. I can see it not, not really hooking you in right away. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Back in the day when it first came out, all the rage, man. Like it, it was a, it was one of those like sleeper hits. Like holy cow, this is the biggest movie in the world. No one even knew who these people were. Like yeah. or these characters at least. But. I, I, the culmination of like everyone's story, uh, feels pretty good, and I like how this trilogy has kind of it's you know part of the MCU obviously it's part of the bigger picture, but I feel like when I watch the Guardians movies like they really do feel like their own standalone thing, mm -hmm. like there like there's other hints and bits and bobs about the other movies and stuff, but like you you get into like. Iron Man 2 and 3 and stuff, they also feel like their own things, and like Captain America 2 and 3, it all feels like its own cohesive thing, but I feel like they have more stake in what's going on in the bigger universe of like the movie, like, yeah. oh, this decision from this movie is going to affect this in Captain America 3 or whatever, whereas the Guardians movies, I feel like, oh, this decision from Guardians 1 is really going to affect this decision in Guardians 2 and yeah. so on and so forth. I just feel like they're more consinct of a trilogy. Yeah, just isolated the to themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is a or says a lot in why Which, I like that third one so much. And it's kind of interesting to see like the broader MCU affect the Guardians but not necessarily like the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't think about it that way. But I, I definitely think this third one was the best. Um, I guess to open up, how would you feel about the soundtrack? I know that's those are always big when these movies come out. I like a soundtrack. I I, I think I don't know if we've had like that ex this exact discussion, but like I mean, I as much as I love original scores, mm -hmm. nothing beats a good soundtrack in my opinion. I'm telling you, what I think, like obviously, like if I weren't a, if I would never become like a director or a writer or anything, one my next like biggest job I'd want to do in the industry is something like T-Bone Burnett does and like 
curates a soundtrack for a movie because I think that would be so yeah. freaking fun to do. I agree. I, I, but but like, I'm sure that was so easy for James Gunn to do because I'm sure he just picked some of his like I really yeah. like this song. This is one of my favorite songs. We'll yeah. put it there. I hey man, if the soundtrack is good enough for Quentin Tarantino, yeah, it's good enough for me. I mean, like the man does good music. People, people give. I feel like I. I don't know. Maybe this is a baseless opinion, but I feel like people give soundtracks just like kind of shit on them for no reason. Yeah. Well, a lot of times people are like, "Well, does it make sense to put this there?" But I feel like a lot of it, so much more goes into those decisions. I feel like than a lot of people give it credit. Some of the best movies have soundtracks. I mean, like. Or a soundtrack, I feel like maybe to some people feels like maybe a cash grab, a cheap cash grab almost. Yeah, but. I don't know. But at the same time, uh, a soundtrack is just, literally, it is a curated playlist that in my mind should make you feel like you are watching the movie or like yeah. give you the same sort of, you know, feeling and reaction as you were watching. Like yeah. the, I've got the Pulp Fiction soundtrack on vinyl and like that, while which that vinyl it between songs it intersperses like lines of dialogue and stuff which mm-hmm. is a cool way to keep you still rooted in like oh I'm in the Pulp Fiction universe or whatever but like the La La Land soundtrack yeah. that I have or the Interstellar soundtrack or the score at least like I feel like it's all just curated to like sit back listen to and just kind of like reminisce about like oh, I remember that part yeah. that yeah, the, like you know yeah the Batman, for instance, I've I found myself listening to that soundtrack and score a lot. Which soundtrack you're really only listening to freaking Nirvana, but the score right. in and of itself, I think, is really, really so, so good. You know, something that I didn't realize and is like, for me to be who I am is like, it's nonsense <laughs> that I didn't realize it. What is it? I did not realize that the main Shrek theme is just Hallelujah. Oh, like the da 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 da. Oh my God! <laughs> I, I we were we what we rewatched the Shrek movies recently, and Kenley pointed out she's like, oh, I love that the the uh uh oh. the way that they kind of changed around Hallelujah, and it literally I, I didn't say anything because I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, I, I am an idiot. Because it's so obvious, like, whenever you just, like, because whenever you just clicked in your head, I saw it click in your brain, because it's just, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. They just literally cut a note there, don't they? Yeah. Da-da-da-da. Holy crap. Yeah. We've got to, like, we've got to get this information out there. This could make us famous, man. <laughs> I, I just, I that movie is how how old? That, that movie is probably, what, 22 yeah. years old? Yeah. It's really was, that a, was that a pre-9-11 movie? It's, uh, I don't know. All I, my favorite. I don't, know, I don't know if favorite is the proper word. It is a few months. It's April 22nd, 2001. I love I love the fact that that movie is like was a punishment because it was it, getting shrecked. It took forever to make that movie, especially. Well, I mean, Chris Pratt was or not Chris. Pratt, <laughs> get out of my head. Chris Farley was supposed to be Shrek. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a good, very different version of that movie. I think. Yeah, I think he was supposed to be like more trailer trashy. <laughs> 
poor, poor Chris Farley, man. Uh, I, I, I wish things really went different with that whole situation. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot, a lot of that era of comics and actors and stuff, it's just so, so easy to feel bad for him yeah. just because it was filled with a lot of sadness. I mean, yeah, comedy man. oftentimes is. It's yeah, it really is. It's just very disheartening to see sometimes. Yeah. But another disheartening thing to see is, uh, and not in a bad way, but Chuck Woody Iwuji, who will, will now henceforth call Chuck. Yes. Uh, he go. He went by Chuck in an interview. We watched yeah. it earlier. So out of pure respect, just because like, if yeah, because I don't, I don't want to mispronounce this man's name, especially since uh, he delivered what I think was probably one of the better performances in the entirety of the MCU's catalog so yeah. far. Uh, especially coming off of the new Ant Man, which after watching this movie was like. It's like, oh man, it, it really I might was. Have to go back and lower my score. Yeah, it really is one of those things where you can almost see, because like Guardians three made me almost feel like how they used to make me feel, mm-hmm. and uh, coming out of Ant Man, which was not not a good superhero movie, not a good movie in general, I don't think. Uh, who was supposed to have this like, you know, Thanos's replacement of a villain? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which Big bad. Which the the Kang stuff they've gotten too much in the weeds. I feel like where there's so many variants of it of him, like none of the, I don't think any decisions they can do with him will have feel like they have any weight to me. So I'm really disappointed in that. I'm hope they which I don't even know what the whole deal with Kang is anymore because I'm not sure what the whole deal with Jonathan Majors is anymore. Do you see? Do you have you seen about that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, I won't speak too much on it because I don't know all the deets, but. I don't even know what's going on there, and uh, I'll just say yet, yet I, I can see that it, I, I don't know what happened or anything like that. Uh, if he did do something bad and he does keep his role, wouldn't surprise me seeing as how The Flash is still getting a release and everyone is saying that it's apparently a great, great, great movie, but mm. I just don't think I can bring myself to go see it, man. I yeah, I, I think it's I no. think it's really whack that, uh, and I'm all for second chances. You know, I don't think you know. When it comes to things that are okay to give second chances for, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, from what I understand, Ezra Miller's done some pretty pretty wacky shit, and I get that he's apologized, and I hope to God he's doing better now, but, like, it, it's still one of those things where it, just, it kind of feels like a slap in the face, doesn't it, to, like... Yeah, and... Um, still be releasing it. My friend Elijah and I had a had a, a, a interesting discussion about... Uh, oh, it was, it was mainly about, like, cancel culture. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I really do believe that, like, we can give people second chances, right? But, like, you really have to earn that second chance. Like, you know? Andrew Miller hasn't earned anything. Exactly. Like, that's my thing. Like, you – I feel like you at least have to, like, get put down a peg and, like, work your way yeah. back to, like, showing like, us that you can learn from being I hate, a shitty human being. I, I hate to get back into the Amber Heard weeds, but – Regardless of what your opinion on that whole case was, at the end of the day, uh, Amber Heard is now what living in Spain. She's not an actor anymore. Like, yeah. And and like I said, what you know, whatever your opinion on that was, whatever actually happened, because well, we'll never know. Like, you know, she is now, she got knocked down. You know, 
pretty oh, bad. Yeah. And like, I know the the internet and the whole zeitgeist kind of felt like everyone was on Johnny Depp's side. Like, it it did. F- it was really weird considering how how easy it was for people to put down Amber Heard. Which, uh, it's Johnny Depp versus a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's gonna knock the woman down. But it sucks that Ezra Miller, who I honestly think is like right up there as being, you know, I've seen the videos of him like choking out fans and being a pretty despicable person. Like he's done nothing to. Yeah. And I mean, even with the Amber Heard and like Johnny Depp stuff, we like, we'll never know exactly what happened, but we can like be pretty sure that they were both. I'm pretty sure they were both just dicks to each other and didn't really want to be with each other. So I think they were both just mean. And unfortunately in life, like, you know, it's, it happens. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but like no, like you know, it's it's the same spiel that's been going on forever. Yeah, and from you know the court case and everything, like it, it seemed like we had a clearer idea, but we still had like the the thing that it came down to is yeah, like maybe she lied about some stuff, but he was also he also lied about some stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't. <sighs> But, yeah, it's just weird to, very weird to me, because especially, like, seeing as this is after that case and everything, it's very strange to me that that movie was still able to be released and still, like, I I don't know. And I, part of me knows that it's some big money cash grab thing of, like, well, do we take the risk on releasing it and people actually not showing up and we lose a lot of money or do we take the risk of releasing it and having people, you know, be like, ha ha, F you. I'm going to go see this movie anyway because I know y'all don't want me to. Yeah. Those types of people. And uh, we end up making bank. And yeah. he- here's the thing. It's going to suck, but I think that movie's going to make a lot of money. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, and I think something that people, I mean, people are already realizing is like, they don't care who goes to see the movie. They just care that they, they paid just to care see that the, the ticket movie. is sold. Yeah, that sucks. I get it to an extent, but hey, it sucks. You know, I with our business, we've done some stuff. Like we we've done some events and things that we were like, uh, we're getting paid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm not saying we've like physically, we like we've contributed to anything, like extremely nefarious, but like <laughs> we're. There were some things where we're like, I don't know exactly how much we support this, but, you know, they're paying us, so we'll do the job because yeah, we need money su- yeah. to survive. But whenever you're Disney, it's a little different. It, it's a little different to just, like, be like, oh, you know, give us all of the money. Yeah. The, yeah, that's that's a pretty big outlier, I think. But... I don't know how do how do we get on that rant because that that started with something from Jonathan Majors because we were talking. Oh about yeah, that's that. right. But uh, especially coming back from that movie, circle back around where we're supposed to have like this next big villain who was supposed to be like, oh my God, Jonathan Majors' performance as King just it really saved this movie. It carried the movie. Y'all must have been on some good stuff movie. or something because <laughs> I really do think and and this is you know I'm telling the truth because. I'm the type of person that usually I don't go with the popular opinion, just yeah. kind of out of spite. But everyone is praising Chuck for his 
performance as the High Evolutionary. I think it's probably one of the better like villain performances in a comic book movie I've seen in a while. Oh yeah, like it, he he does really really good. I and I I don't think anyone's embellishing at all. Like he he turns in a pretty stellar performance. I, you know I I put it up on like the levels of I think I think like Willem Dafoe like with the I, I, could, Gotham, I could like, see that yeah. It's it's hard to as far as just selling the character selling the character yeah for sure I like he the character felt like he was rooted in that world since Iron Man one you know what I mean yeah. like it didn't feel like a oh here's the here's the next villain on the slideshow yeah you know what I mean like he felt like he was an organic character throughout which I mean I I guess it's easy to think that because you do see him like from the beginning the beginnings of rocket as well. So like yeah. you do see that he's been there for a while, but yeah, you know, rocket could age differently. Like that could have been, yeah, you know, he could have created rocket or that batch of raccoons or whatever. Uh, the same day that cap went into the ice, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's fun to think about stuff like that. Yeah. But I definitely think that he was probably the, the best part of the movie. Easily. I hate to say it cause he was the worst part as well. Uh, just because, I mean, he's such a diabolical character. I mean, as far as, like, it's been a while since, um, especially, like, a comic book, book movie, it's really made me just absolutely hate the villain. Right, like, right. I mean, because, and, and people have talked about this, like, I feel like a lot of recent, and it, it happens in all movies, where it's like the villain is doing something, and it's like, They'll be like, I think that everyone should have yeah. a fair shot and, and perfectly balanced. And everyone's like, uh, that kind of makes sense. And then, but the way you're going about it is wrong. Yeah. And then the next sentence is, so I'm gonna kill every child yeah. on earth. And then they're like, oh, oh, I get it. He's the bad guy. Now this dude just sucks. And yeah, I mean, solely in it for his own gain just to feed his ego yeah and uh i i like the idea of him being so transfixed on rocket and trying to get him for so long just because uh he was smarter than him yeah and i i, I it just felt more like you said it, it felt more villainous those other big like shakespearean villains of this is what I think, and now I'm going to tell you why I think it, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do about it, and you're going to tell me why that that's wrong. Like, I get it; those are fun and like big epic, yeah, you know. But like, I don't think I ever hated Thanos. Yeah, like there's. I don't think I ever hated. Uh, who are some other? I mean, maybe that stands for a reason why I can't think of a single other Red Skull. I don't think I hated Red Skull. That's Elrond, bro. I can't hate him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the other, uh, there are villains that, like, you hate, ironically, because they're a villain, but, like, yeah, I didn't hate the High Evolutionary because he was a villain. I hated him because he was a, just a bad person. Yeah. Like, he just was not a just good person. Absolutely diabolical, like, in every sense of the word. Anytime that you would, like, think, like, maybe he's going to say something or have, like, a realization. Nope. Yeah. He just keeps digging into, like the the badness and it and works it's believable it's very believable like you, you you can like totally see like oh yeah i've seen people who 
fall down like a rabbit hole like this and end up being terrible people, just and irredeemable. I, I, we we talked about this before a little bit before we started recording, but I really like his design, especially after uh, Rocket kind of scratches him up. Yeah, like the human mask thing yeah. is, is kind of cool, and I'd like to go back and see it again just to see if through all those flashbacks, if you can, because I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. If because you, yeah. you know like after you can tell that his face kind of like stretched and like clipped back, I I can't remember if in those early early flashbacks if he just looks like a regular guy. I can't remember. I think he still had the mask. He still had the mask a little bit. I don't know. I'm trying to it, think. It would make more remember. sense for him to just kind of like be or like have a regular face, then get scratched up, and then like yeah, I I must be the perfect creation. Put my perfect face back on. Yeah, I can't quite remember. I, I would be interested to see. Uh, with that being said about the design, uh, another thing I liked about this movie was it was pretty gory for a yeah for a Marvel movie, especially uh, gory and like like Lila. Gritty. Yeah, gritty. Like Lila and Teefs and Floor. Their yeah. designs were kind of like uncanny valley, like, yeah, like really a little unsettling. unsettling, especially floor, like the no mouth, red eyed white rabbit. But then, like, you know, you you're kind of like unsettled. But then, like, you really like. But then they hug each other, and you're like, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's I think that's the point. And yeah. I, you know, it, it's you. You really do uh, find yourself connecting and liking those characters and that hits you even harder when they all kick the bucket yeah because I, I i was expecting it to happen but yeah like like so obviously you, you've if you've listened to our show before we we're going to spoil things so you know rocket realizes that him and his crew aren't going to get to live in this new world that the the high evolutionary has promised them and he, he, he learns that they're all just going to get incinerated. Yeah. So he tries to break them out of there, and he's successful to a degree. And then the high evolutionary with his villainous ass walks in and is like, Pops caps. Actually, I'm going to shoot your girlfriend, and then does it. And then I've, I've never felt a more gut-wrenching, like, reaction to a CGI raccoon, like, wailing in pain and, like, oh sadness of his otter fr- uh, girlfriend dying. But... Just a, a, a such a good decision to like not have him like do the whole like picking her up and like you know no. touching her face, but just the standing there silently, just letting out a guttural like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I thought that was just it, it was such a good decision. I think, and it was like. And I think especially because like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, and I like I've just not experienced a lot. Yeah, I. I, I I have no frame of reference. I am just so like innocent. shouldn't yeah shouldn't have to experience that. That shouldn't have to be one of his first experiences is losing all of his friends. Come on, and I just like the I love the just the turn and just completely ripping yeah shreds and then just shooting mercilessly the yeah two, the two guards like that. That's so cool though. And it's because it was like that was one of the things that I left the theater. I was like that movie was extremely gritty, and it's like exactly the direction that I would want would have wanted like Ant Man to go. Yeah, and would have wanted a couple of like the the like the the the, the hints that we get at in like Spider Man, 
where like you kind of like toe the line a little bit. That that that's I want to get a gritty Spider Man movie like that. And it's like it feel because it, it's where it felt like I felt like the MCU was going. Like it should have. Yeah. Like kind of not. I don't want to say grown up, but like taken taken a a. a a turn into like this darker kind of era yeah. for a little bit yeah. to really, I don't know, shake up and I, I think a, keep another, things a little fresh. Another good example of that is the opening of Endgame when Thor yeah. chops Thanos' head off after they've already chopped his hand off. Like that's a pretty gritty scene for the remaining Avengers to roll up on Homeboy's planet, break in, and like, oh, we're first we're going to chop your hand off and then. We don't like what you've given us, so Thor over here is gonna like have a panic attack and chop your head off in yeah. the first like five ten minutes of this movie. <coughs> Excuse me. I really wish. That's a good point you bring up. I really wish that kind of tone at least stayed in as a thread for some of the rest of the movies. Like, yeah, I'm not saying I every movie. Had yeah, to be they that don't way, all but have to be dark, but like, but especially these movies that were supposed to be like big bads yeah man really like moving the the story of the mcu along like give us some kind of because because when i feel like whenever you show especially in this movie from the very start when you show just people just being killed and shot just not randomly but just like so like that yeah like you you add that sense of risk yeah there's no 10 minute scene of rocket contemplating what are the consequences if I do this like what you know like what's gonna it's just literally emotional reaction happens as quick as one would in real life and it's and it it allows the viewer to like ponder the consequences yeah yeah. because you're like oh he just did that what what's gonna happen now what's gonna happen yeah and and I feel like that's a thing that a lot of film well maybe not a lot of them but (coughs) that's something that maybe filmmakers forget about sometimes is I don't think anyone ever wants to make a movie with the idea that the audience is dumb yeah I feel like movies like that probably aren't successful and they're not too good but you've got to have enough faith in your audience to like ask themselves questions and like ponder mm-hmm. things like you said Even or if you never answer them too. yeah yeah you don't yeah you don't have to. sometimes it's better if you don't yeah. sometimes the fun of it but that that's why I think some movies that try to like hold your hand too much, which I think Ant Man tries to hold your hand throughout the movie. I saw someone pointed out something really good about that movie, and you said something that made me uh, want to bring it up. But that whole movie felt like because uh, at the they the Ant Man movie literally ends with Scott walking. Uh, there's a tracking shot. The camera's following him, and he's having this inner monologue of like, "Wait a minute, did we actually win? Yeah. Is Kang dead?" Did I do something good? So that, so, so yeah, someone said, like, that's literally a two-hour-long filler episode of, because there were no stakes. Yeah. Nothing ever felt heavy. And even your main character at the end, the final seconds of your film is questioning, wait a minute, what, did we even do anything? Yeah. Like, that, that's... I get it's maybe a little tongue in cheeky, but but <coughs> I don't think it works. No, and I think, and we're just gonna <laughs> keep shitting on Ant Man again, yeah. which is fine. But like to like to just contrast them, like 
Guardians of the Galaxy 3 didn't, I, I felt like it didn't feel the need to explain anything to me and more so showed not told yeah you know yeah. Like, like you know basic rule but like even where like and it, it's i felt confident going in i was like ah you know even though i haven't seen the second one i'm sure i'll get caught up it'll be fine yeah i can't really think honestly the one thing you probably would have had to have seen would have been maybe the uh holiday special because yeah. that's where they dropped the bomb that uh mantis and quill are brother and sister and like the beginning of it, he, he, you know, he says, like, you're my sister for a reason. And, like, maybe that line might have gone over some people's heads. But other yeah. than that, I don't really think he had to watch the second one, really. Yeah. And, um, but I feel like Ant-Man, now, like, now that you've got me thinking about it, and especially, like, with what you said, like, it, it just, it spins the whole movie, like, explaining to us who Kang is, why Kang is, what Kang's gonna do. And I'm like... It would be so much more interesting if we just there was just this shroud of mystery around Kang and we didn't understand why he's doing the things that he's doing yeah. and we're just fighting. Even if we're just fighting him, they win and then they go back. And that's it. Like we just, the people who have read the comics are going to go, and then the people who don't are going to be like, well, what's what's going on? What, what's going on? And there's like actual mystery and intrigue to to mm -hmm. move forward. But instead, like. It's just like we just got what we got. Yeah, it's just like here's a setup for the next. Was this a movie? Films. Yeah, really. Like a enjoy this two hour intermission of a movie. Yeah. But uh, Guardians, like, yeah, no, I, I can't say enough about just the violence, and I, I've been like on this kind of kick about um, violence for a little while. I think we talked about it, um, The Last of Us, where that last episode where it just the vi or the or the entire series where the violence feels so punchy because it's like it's quick it's over people are changed like immediately and you you get like it's not this like oh he killed a dude it's like look look for yourself see what he's doing yeah, see what they're doing yeah. and you get like that sense of just like how like the violence is not a good thing <laughs> like maybe you have to use it to achieve certain things for like the the betterment but it is not good at all especially when the hero is having or the you know the quote-unquote hero is having to be the violent one yeah especially in the last of us yeah uh, the case of that movie um i was gonna say the, oh they also drop an f-bomb it's the <laughs> apparently it's the mcu's first uh really? f-bomb yes. yeah which and chris pratt gets to say it and chris pratt gets to freaking say it i I do think it's perfect placement. I I I think so too. I think uh, so. So the rule is, if you didn't know already, PG thirteen movies get the use of one f word, but it can't be used in a sexual manner. So like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, which makes sense. But yeah. I, I will say, I, so I knew about the f bomb. I did not really. I I I got that spoiled for me. Not the the scene, but like. Just knew that there was no, no. Maybe there was. Uh, it, maybe it was showed during like a, a late night section, and they bleeped it during that. And someone afterwards was like, "But the, but surprise, surprise, they're not bleeping it in the movie. We actually got to keep it in the movie." And I was like, "What, really?" But yeah, Chris Pratt got to. I. And, and and you know that 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 scene falls. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. James Gunn does this a lot in his like more com com comedy style. I couldn't think of the word comedy comedic style movies I guess where like there'll be like a pretty uh, long-winded moment where like not a lot funny has happened 
but it will be bookended by like the the scene when him and Gamora or uh not, might not be him and Gamora but when uh Drax is like to to Quill's like do you want a Zark nut? And Quill's like no I don't think so. And Mantis is like you didn't ask me if I wanted a Zark nut and Drax is like they're all gone and immediately gets one out of the bag and puts it in his mouth or whatever like Gunn always likes to do like these little comedic bookends which I think works out and it's very telling of his directing style but like that that scene in particular where uh they're trying to get to the ship to save uh uh the so the the squad has like been kind of separated at this point they're trying to reconverge with each other or whatever they're on this like humanoid animal planet and they're uh, yeah yeah they're getting into this like little Volvo s car and Nebula obviously this advanced android woman doesn't know how to open the door you know so it's one of these you know like quick cut back and forth of just like you know push the button what button I think you're pushing the keyhole you need to push the button or whatever it goes on for just like and she pushes the button yeah 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 it goes on for like a little maybe a five seconds too long yeah before Chris Pratt's just like now open the fucking door yeah, yeah my favorite part she's like I push the button now what open the fucking door and <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh. it's like you're there just do the thing it's it's the yeah. the lid Patrick the yeah. lid it's that moment and which I, I do think it worked I did get a little bit of a knot in my stomach because there were there were children when we yeah. went and saw it and I was like are these people yeah, gonna yeah. get pissed that oh now our kids Marvel movies got the F word in it did, uh, did your like did your theater take it well nobody really I, people laughed no one really you know me and my brother probably laughed the hardest we were like that, that's our fun. theater loved it. really like, that's awesome we had a good crowd that's I, awesome I was really kind of scared uh, I'm scared going to see any Marvel movie just like the type of like I, I, I don't mean that in like any like well no ever since way, I like, learned that in the Far From Home the the newest Spider-Man mm-hmm. when uh Matt Murdock comes in so like he puts his cane down and like there's a pause there and then the camera starts to pan right during my first time watching I didn't think much of it because I was also cheering there but on set Charlie Cox was like why can't I just like go into my line here and the director told him that he had to pause for applause because they knew that moment yeah. was going to get s- such a reaction in the theater and like Which, that's I'm fine but like terrible. like I'm not but uh, in, in my head I'm just like wow how presumptuous which maybe it's not as presumptuous as I think just because like everyone was going to cheer for anything in that movie no matter what yeah. but like I can't imagine as an actor on a film set to be like yeah. to be directed to pause for the theater's reaction yeah. that's crazy which that I feel is like kind of fine like because you know like going in you're like oh yeah this is gonna be people are gonna be really happy just because we know our fan base at this point and i think that that was like pretty genuine yeah but like i I more so just mean because it's so popular like you just get the the everybody the common (laughs) the common man common man the common folk come out and they they ruined my cinema experience peasants join the royalty and well, no, and it's not even the common person. It's just, <laughs> yeah. like, the people who just I get, have I, no idea yeah. how, like, public things work. But because we were, like, really nervous because we got in. They started the movie early, which I was very surprised. Because, like, the movie, like, the movie was starting at 7. Like, oh, wow. Or, yeah, 7. Like, like right on we, time, then. We walked in, like, at 
you know, six fifty five and I was like, Yeah, we'll sit here for another ten, fifteen minutes. 10, fifteen minutes. And literally, um for our theater it's like always the Chevy um Because every every truck every truck is followed by a trailer. Yeah, and then you get like a couple trailers and then boom, you're, you're in a movie. Boom, boom, and that like happened as soon as we walked in and I was like Nice. Can't, I was like, "Are we here early?" And like, this happens twice, and I just didn't know. We're in the wrong theater. Yeah, and like, and it started. And the only thing bad was like, people were still getting in, and like, yeah. I was like, I did, I wasn't mad about that. I was like, I totally get that. Yeah. Like, I would not expect the movie to start right at. It never does. And um, so we had like quite a few people show up then, and I was like, I don't know. There was like everything was like pretty cool, but then like. Some definitely high school aged boys yeah. sat like three rows below us, and like I was just like, mm, I'm not. I had I'm all trying. the makings to not be a good time, I'm sure. I'm trying my hardest not to judge. And we had a college group that came in, and weirdly, like half of them sat like next to us, and then the other half went to the other side of the row. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And I was like, Strange. this is like making to be like the worst <laughs> possible experience. And then, like, five minutes in, a baby started crying. And I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. We, we did have some, like, toddlers up front who, instead of watching the movie, was definitely, like, the family was, like, just kept giving them toys to play with. And they're, yeah. you know, back towards the screen, facing everyone, like, standing in front of the seat, like, playing with toys. But, yeah. Anytime the kid the kid would get too rowdy, like, the, the parents were pretty good to yeah. keep them quiet. Which, but. I don't know if, they, if one of the parents just left, which, I mean – I I always have mixed feelings about because I'm like yeah I, I get like having a kid like you just want to go see a movie and like it sucks, but I'm like at the same time. Should have thought about that before having a kid, bro. I <laughs> know <laughs> that that is very like, tough because I feel sympathy, but I'm like you know like. Well, that that's I think that's the saddest part about it because like in my head I just like you said I just know that that either that mother or that father just wants to see a movie so bad. Yeah. Or at least maybe want to see a movie together so bad. Yeah. You know like. You can try it. And I, some babies are quiet. I've been in theaters where, like, yeah. babies have been real quiet. But And I think it's a good idea to take, like, like take your child to a theater and, like, if it goes well, great. And if it goes bad, like, just like, Well, just we know, tried. Know, know that you might have to leave. Yeah. Like, know that you might waste some money. Yeah. And That's why you go matinee yeah, with I, your kids. I get that nobody, like, not everyone has that luxury to yeah. just, like, throw away some money. That's true. Sit in a movie theater for five minutes and buy popcorn, but I feel like they they did the responsible thing. They snatched that baby up and they were gone. Yeah. And I was like, it's a tough oh, situation. That sucks, but thank you. you yeah. You're you're doing what I believe to be the right thing at least. But um, and they all laughed at like the the genuinely funny parts, and we were having like just having a good time. But when that when he said the f word, there was an audible just like, oh, I did it. What did he just say? And then we all just laughed, and it was very, it was a very good moment for the entire theater. I will say, like, it's, I kind of wish I hadn't seen that it was in there to begin with, because that probably would have hit me like a, oh my god. I I don't even know, like, I, me and Kim both just looked at each other like jaws dropped, you're like, he said the word, Mario? <laughs> Mario said that? And then we laughed, because I thought it was just, like, yeah, really funny. good comedy, like... Uh, the the other good comedy comedic part I liked uh, involved Nathan Fillion uh, as one of the guards at that place. But when when they hit him with the is, is, is he kind of one of the ones that you, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I got one of those too. Yeah. 
the boss's cousin or boss's grandson yeah. or something. I, I like how they set that up with like the, <coughs> um, with the conversation that you've probably had at least once in your life, where it's like, "Oh yeah, man, I got this," and, uh, <laughs> and then and you usually don't like say it out loud, but he says that like, he's like, "Really?" Because I just made that up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about something else." And I, Which, I thought that was. I really like Nathan set. Fillion. Uh, he's one of those actors, uh, like Michael Rooker. Uh, Yondu, who's in Michael Rooker's probably in. I think he's in everything that James Gunn has done. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think they used any like archival footage for that vision of Yondu when he mm. saw him in Volume Three. Yeah. I would like to think that they probably got him back for a day of filming or whatever. Yeah. But Nathan Fillion is also one of those actors that tries to at least pop up in a lot of James Gunn stuff, and I thought it was cool that. Because I'm sure it was like, hey, Nathan, I'm doing a volume three. I'd like to get you in on it. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll do anything yeah. you need. All right, come in. We'll fit you for your suit. It's like, oh, cool. I get a suit. And yeah. he gets that big, like, bulbous, <laughs> yeah. weird, like, Michelin man suit. Yeah. And, like, that whole, that whole like, sequence. Oh, yeah. When, really... the, when the guard is, like, dancing or whatever. And yeah. Yeah, that whole sequence is very funny now that I remember it. It's like, very, very good. funny and then, like, also pretty tense because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude just gets shot in the or the the woman just gets shot in the yeah. leg. I was like, holy shit, we're doing yeah. we're doing this. That that's the first time in the movie that it's like, I and mean, it shows like the animal stuff, and you're like, oh. But then like that happens, and <laughs> for yeah, me, I was like, it's like yeah, she gets shot, and in? then she like screams in pain, no cuts or anything, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, this is real. Yeah, what movie am I in? But um, I think I want to talk about if uh, if you're okay with what I feel like was the most inconsistent portion of the movie okay i feel like the costuming and effects I'll, I'll just say costuming okay were really inconsistent because i think they did my man will poulter dirty yeah the fact that you could see like and i don't know if this is your same opinion on his suit or whatever but like the weird creases and like the fact that you could tell it was just like a makeup like the makeup was yeah kind of chalky and like splotchy in some points he did i i i, I a lot of people oh. are kind of polarized about how they treated uh adam warlock's character yeah i'm kind of like okay with it either way i don't know a lot about adam warlock but like the fact that like they took him out of his cocoon early so he technically is kind of more childlike like yeah. I, I do that makes sense i like that i don't think he was like as childlike as people are making him out to be like he, yeah. he more so felt like just a 18 year old like what are we doing here like kind of yeah. things you know what i mean i think like for me i think the actual character like especially because I, I like will poulter i don't know he like, seems what cool your, your opinion is. he's like he always plays like some like really weird kind of like character yeah but now people opinion. are like oh my gosh because like, poulter's been hot this whole time he played in uh, is it just <coughs> the one uh you know um what's that game the uh, Until Dawn. Yes. So they have made like they make ever since Until Dawn they've been making like a series of yeah. games like that. Um, and then so I think two years ago was um, Little Hope and it was about Italian. Will Poulter was in it okay. and he just plays this like it's so strange because it's mocap and like the game is just pretty bad. The writing is all over the place. But like it's just fun to see him kind of act in like yeah, that yeah. weird world. I I just I always. Anytime that he's in something, I'm just like, okay, what, uh, what's he going to do? Have you watched uh, Bandersnatch on Netflix, the Black Mirror movie? Or have you watched any of Black Mirror yes. at all? New season coming out, by the way. Mm -hmm. They confirmed it. And 
this is after they said, uh, we're not doing any more because we're already in this, like, pretty effed up dystopian world right now. So, like, we're taking it easy because we already feel like we're living in the Black Mirror. But now they're like, nah, screw it. Season four. Yeah. But uh, they they done a movie on Netflix that's actually one of those like choose your own adventure kind of things. It's a yeah, very, it's an interactive movie. But uh, Will Poulter's in that, and I know him from uh, the Chronicles of Narnia three, the yeah, Voyage of the Dawn well. Treader, yeah. and I think he was in We're the Millers yep. with Jennifer Aniston. And I just like I, I love his facial expressions. I think he's got. I think he's got a great face for comedy. Yes. Uh, that probably sounds like an insult, but like oh. he's he's very like expression. He he d- does really good expressions. Yeah. He's got like the real expressive eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, so he, I mean, he's like an attractive dude. Like, I, yeah, that, like, that's the thing. Like everyone's like, oh my god, he's hot now. It's like, I mean, uh, I guess he got ripped, but I mean, he he still looks like he's got the yeah. same face. He's got a little bit longer hair and he's got some muscles on him. But yeah, I guess that's all man needs. <laughs> I guess. But he does have just such an expressive face that just makes like the it, it makes especially that character the way they oh, yeah. decided to uh, oh yeah to go with it like really really funny like I thought that because I I want to say that Adam Warlock in the comics is like a pretty like serious cosmic being or whatever like yeah. not as silly as they took him in that movie but I. I, I think it was fine. I, I just saw a lot of people were kind of divided on him, yeah. but I, I think it was okay. But I, I truly do think they did him dirty with the, the, the look. Like, I, 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 I was expecting a little bit more out of his look. It, it looked a little... It just looked... Because, you know, it looked so terrible compared to... Ev- like, when you put it up against everything else, and he's in every, like, major point in yeah. the movie, like, you, you just are reminded every single time, like, oh, this is a white dude in some gold makeup. And, yeah. like... I just feel like they could have done so much better. Like I, it 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 is a weird little conundrum there, just because I'm sure gold makeup is probably. I don't know. I feel like you could just. I feel like you could do it. Like because this, uh, I can't remember her name, but the girl sovereign. I that I guess is his technically his yeah. mom or whatever. She didn't look bad in her makeup per se I, I, now that i'm thinking because i didn't think about it that way but after you mentioned it like because i had more umbrage i guess in his costume but the makeup which, i mean i think his costume is not great either yeah so, like, the, makeup I, is what really the fact that like and it's weird that i keep saying you could see like the creases but like his it didn't look like it was that type of suit and yeah. I, anytime i saw it it just like you said it put me in the mind of like oh yeah he's in a suit yeah it just looked like he was in a costume and yeah it was, like, really weird but like when it, all the other guardians are in their suits and stuff, it I don't feel like oh they're just in a suit. I feel like that's I don't, I don't know weird and little design choices. So there. like and there were there's a few little like little things. And I think that's probably my biggest critique is just like the some of the effects are just not consistent across like the mm. movie, and it just kind of takes you out of it for like a little bit here and there. Um, but I do th- just just talking about like him some more like the the scene where they're interrogating the guard is one of the funniest parts of the movie when remind me of that one again uh i can't remember what exactly she said but they're trying to get information out of um this guard and she's like uh i can't remember what she says but like the implication is like tort like torture him and he just melts his face oh (laughs) yes yes yeah it's something along the lines of like you know what to, it's one of those like you know what to do and he's like I'm on it just vaporizes the guy yeah. and they're like what do you and like that then that's another violent part too because as soon as that was done like it lingers on this like burning half yeah. of a corpse and like goop is dripping down and everything and yeah yeah that that is a good scene I forgot about that 
Because that's also where we get the little pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did that have a name, that little furry beast? I think he did name it something. I think he named it, it something kind of funny. Yeah, it was like, I've decided to call him Wallace or something yeah. like that, you know. And and that I, I like his I like that they kept him British. I'm I'm glad that they didn't make him do like an American accent because that's the last thing the MCU needs is another British guy doing a Hello, I live in Brooklyn, New York. I am Stephen Strange and I have lived in New York all of my life. Like, yeah. come on. Um but I really to Despite the inconsistencies, I do really think there's some really cool design. Um, not just yeah. CG, but, like, practical. Because, like, uh, whenever they get to that weird, like, second Earth, I was like, what in the Halloween town are we doing? Yeah, for real. Because, like, there was, like, some really cool practical... Um, I, I think they were practical. It, it they looked, looked practical, practical to me. And I was like, this looks like Halloween town. And I love Halloween town's, des- like, the, the design mm-hmm. ideas that they mm-hmm. went with there. Um, for it, like, being so old. But, like, obviously, oh, yeah. you know... These does like these particular costumes look updated and like more to like what we're capable mm-hmm. of now, but like I was like, that's really cool because I I feel like even though I'm like these people don't exist, I was like, it feels like in this world they do they exist. Yeah, all, all the the set designs, all the props and stuff like have all always consistently been pretty good in those Guardians movies for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I he he must have a good set design crew, but uh, yeah, each and every little set piece feels really like cohesive and real to a degree and like even the stuff that doesn't make sense feels like it makes sense in that yeah scenario almost you know yeah like the like it took me a while i was like when when they were trying to get when they broke into the it, it it was like a it's an organism but it's also like a a, yeah. a, sp- a, a space station but like it, it was really cool because I was like, what in the world? But it was really cool how they done yeah. that. I was like, and it's like, I think that like Ant-Man and just the previous movies have kind of like had almost, not necessarily ruined me, but just like made me start building the walls. Yeah, it feels and like. like, it almost like took this movie like, like the first act for me to like really like let my guard down and be like, especially because I think some of the writing at the beginning is a little weird. Like, as well, far as dialogue goes. I, I, I'll say my probably my okay. biggest hang-up about James Gunn is that I, I think he's a, a pretty competent director. I, I could I could do with maybe a little bit of tightening up on some of the writing. Yeah. I, and I think that's clear across the board because he wrote the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. He didn't direct them, but he wrote those movies. And uh, I know it was a different time back then, blah, 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 blah. but there's some stuff in that that just... And I'm not saying that there's stuff, which there is stuff that, you know... Yeah. Probably isn't too good, but like, I'm I'm just talking about like, I I I like I love those movies, but some of that dialogue is atrocious. Yeah, like because like like we open it like oh hell I was like the first time oh, that I can't remember I think I can't remember what his what's his name says it, and um, I was like, that was weird, <laughs> and then I don't know maybe four scenes later we get it again and I'm like, no didn't didn't get any better. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it wasn't funny either. <laughs> it, that's like a like Joss Whedon and a lot of his stuff that he does. He he'll, I can almost guarantee anywhere in it there'll be a line. So what's our play? What's the play? Yeah, if you go back and watch that first Avengers movie and probably even Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. uh, they say, and, and I like I get it. Like, if if I wasn't complaining about this, I'd be complaining about them saying, oh, what's the plan all the time or whatever. But like. 
you're getting paid that much money to write a script and you can't come up with a different way to say what's the play. Yeah. Atrocious. But yeah, I do think some of my biggest issue with the movie was I do think some of the writing was a little inconsistent and like maybe not inconsistent, but like some of James Gunn's stuff. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, sometimes I feel like he just tries to be like, I imagine he'll write something and be like, people will think that's very James Gunn of me. And I think like, cause like, and it's also like, it's one of the things where like the dialogue almost feels like really like kid movie-esque sometimes. Yeah. Because like I, I just like I, I just realized I've been like trapped in like some weird dialogue for like a week now because I I've been helping um, Central out with the Beauty and the Beast. I've just been like mm-hmm. I'm not like actually done anything. I mm-hmm. was just like uh, Becca and Rosa couldn't be there like a couple nights. So they're like, can you just be there in case they need something? They probably won't, but like in case they need something, mm-hmm. and I was there. But like I I forget that that's like a child's play sometimes, yeah. and I'm like sitting there like. You know, we're being really this is horrible about how we feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's because it's, it's children. <laughs> but then, like, I, okay, I'm about to review an entirely, like, different thing. The script for the Beauty and the Beast is, like, really, like, adult sometimes. And I was like, man, what the heck is going on here? Ugh. Very I, weird. I, I don't know. Uh, it's a, that's a discussion for a different time. Yeah. But, like, the play, like, and it's not that it was, like, not age appropriate. It was just, like, the, the themes, like, kept... Like there would just like be these like little nuggets and like and you see it in all of children's yeah. kind of stuff, but uh, in there it was like really kind of like in your face like, with it a little bit. And I was like, I, I don't mind it. I think like these high schoolers are like totally like fine doing this, but like I could imagine some of the parents yeah. being a little like, I can't believe they let them do that. Yeah, let them say that. But um, but anyways, but that's what like some of the dialogue feels like sometimes. Uh, in, in 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 this movie, I was like, oh, are we a kids movie? I agree. Are we a kids movie that we're like just shooting people sometimes too? Like, what are we? I mean, Might I as guess well. That's what kids are. That's what kids experience these days, I guess. So like, but um, also we missed like a wrestler actor talking about The Rock, Batista. Oh yeah, he's he's probably up there with John Cena for me. Uh, he does so good. I, I, and it sucks because he wants to get away, which I understand. He wants to get away from the Drax character. He wants to take yeah. himself a little more seriously. He's done the Dune movies. He's got his, you know, that one, like, zombie heist movie or something like that. Knock at the Cabin as well. But here's the thing, man. Especially the type of comedy that they want for this Drax, he's unbeatable. He, he He's one of the fun. He, he's so funny. And, and uh, let me tell you, you need to, he, some of his funniest moments come from Guardians Volume 2. Okay. So you need to, or at least find you a compilation of, like, funny that, Drax moments from Volume 2. Is that where, like, I, I stand, is that the first one where he's like, I stand so still? You know, I can't remember which one that was in. If if you don't remember it from the first one, it's probably in the second one. Yeah, because I know I've seen that clip, I, It's so in the like, second one, because yeah. I think it's between, like, a loving moment with Gamora and, and Peter, and he's, he has, like, Oh, yeah, because... I've mastered the art of standing so perfectly still that I've become naked to the human eye. And they're like, dude, we, we're seeing you right now. Yeah. But, no, I, I think he, he's just so funny. I, I think his delivery with every line is very good. And uh, in that second one, you get a, not a lot of his backstory, but you get to see Drax be a little more emotional in Volume yeah. 2 as well. And even all those scenes, I feel like he does really, really, really good. Yeah. And I'm trying, cause I'm trying to think of, like, the funniest moment for him. In, like, the, in the Volume 3? Yeah. Because uh, I'm almost tempted to say it's the it's the... <laughs> the nuts one because i thought that 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 was, that was very funny what was it that he called the 
they call the kids little morons or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, that was so that funny. that was very funny. Anytime little when he was coming, to he's like, "Hello, little morons," <laughs> or, or or the he when he's speaking their language and Nebula's like or someone's like, "You, what the hell?" Like you could you could understand the whole time. Like why didn't you say anything? He's like, "You never ask." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that's a very like it's like yeah. yeah I know what they're saying. I can speak to them, but I mean, I you never asked me to help. So, and I, I will say another. Uh, character who's become probably one of my favorites uh, is Mantis. I think Palm does a very good job mm-hmm. at delivering her lines and and doing her character. Especially, you need to have you seen the holiday special? No. Drax and Mantis is pretty much all about them. Oh, and okay. it is I think I would like it that. is honestly very 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 funny. I was surprised at how much I liked. Other than there, there's a big musical number at the beginning. I, that's not really a spoiler because, I mean, it's literally the first few seconds. And, it like, I could have done without that just because, like, it feels a little out of place. But the rest of the, the thing is just so good. It's yeah. very funny. I, I think that they had probably the best chemistry. They, they have really good chemistry. And you can see it come to fruition in that uh, holiday special. And I think yeah. it, like, blooms here. I, I, Especially at the end when they're giving their goodbye yeah. to each yeah. other, you know, he gives just a little wave, and she's like, gives him the wave, and she's like, "All right, come on!" And those big three, yeah, <laughs> she like, yeah, takes those creatures with her. And then like, I also, th- I, I really, even though I like, I knew exactly what was happening, I thought it was very funny whenever he gets on the motorcycle. Oh yeah, oh, like, yeah, because yeah, he like totally just like pushes the person off. <laughs> yeah, like he said, yeah, he's. <laughs> He sees him drive by and he just pretty much like clotheslines him off and like grabs the. And then he's like, Well, yeah, we'll just. I'll take you over to the ship. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then he's just like. (laughs) And there's that trailer moment when they first get to that planet and the little girl rolls on the ball and he's like, Oh, you want to play? And he just beams (laughs) her in the head with it. And then they all start throwing shit at the Guardians. They're like, Wait, 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 wait. I love that part too. Or when oh, he's like, on uh, the couch, on yeah, the I was couch. about to say when he's constantly falling asleep on the couch. Yeah, it's like, like, I see you. <laughs> Get your feet off of there. This oh, is yeah. how I sit. Yeah, because like I, I love the the uh, the argument just kind of goes on because like it's what it's made for. Why would it be oblong <laughs> if multiple people are supposed to sit here? <laughs> yeah, like very. Whenever he lets Drax just kind of get on talking about like how. Because, you know, he's supposed to be, you know, very literal. That's, yeah. like, one of his funny quirks. So, like, it's funny when he gets to go on those little tangents. And uh, just to keep going down the line real quick on the cast, I think Bradley Cooper does a pretty good job, he, which he's always done a good job as Rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in this one, I think, it, which this movie was weird because, like, I feel like we got to hear a lot of Bradley Cooper, but at the same time we didn't. Yeah, did he do, uh, like, did they just alter his voice? So before? three people did okay. the voice. uh cool. I can't remember a younger person for the baby rocket and uh the guy that played Craglin, James Gunn's brother, mm-hmm. uh voices like middle tier yeah. rocket and then Bradley Cooper's adult okay. rocket. I think they all did great. Yeah, I think they all did just fine. Absolutely great. Um I think Karen Gillan as Nebula, that character is probably one of the better arcs in the MCU. Mm-hmm think she's been on a pretty good journey and i really like how they end her character in this movie because while she still is kind of cold and like cynical like i'm glad yeah. she's finally found her family here and speaking of uh i didn't think i was gonna like how they were gonna do gamora because yeah. i i, I kind of got used to like her with the team and everything i think the, that's the best way they could have done her character was to go back to the ravagers and to see her yeah. welcomed into that family like 
that sequence to me was very beautiful. I don't. I think I, my my timer went off. I don't know how long we've been going. I feel like we've been talking a lot about Guardians, but I I, I like that though because I feel like we've not really been able to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've not been going too too long. Uh, movies like this, but I, the one of the last things I want to talk about for sure, because uh, I'm sure you've seen the article explaining this, but at the end of the movie, we get to hear Vin Diesel's sultry voice say. I love you guys. Yeah. And in the moment, right, I'm like, in the moment, I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm because I, I, I don't think I cried in Guardians three, but I, th- I definitely it felt more so like uh, I'm watching my kids grow up and like go their separate, yeah. you know, do go off and do what they want to do kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but afterwards, <coughs> me and my brother were talking. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy that like. You know, all of a sudden, I guess Groot can, you know, whatever. Which, I was like, for whatever reason, I, that didn't really stick out in my head a lot until I read that James Gunn confirmed that that wasn't Groot yeah. saying something different. That was the audience finally being able to understand because we're finally part of the family. Right? Dang. Right? Yikes. So, So, to anyone else... In that yeah. scene, technically, they hear, I am Groot. Yeah. But because now the audience is part of the Guardians family, we can understand Groot. And we heard him tell the yeah. Guardians that he loved them. Is that not cool? That's very cool. And, and like, it didn't even... Like, I, I wish that would have stuck out to me more when it first happened because I just remember being like, oh, well... I guess, like, in my head, I guess the punching moment was that, oh, he said something other than I am Groot. Yeah. Ah, you know, like yeah. a... But no, when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that, that makes that whole little sequence yeah. there that much more cool. Yeah. We can finally understand him. Finally. Yeah. That, that, I didn't cry, but the whole the whole movie is, like, does just make you feel. It, it does. Feel it really like, does. All, all the way, like, all across... The I will say the the one part that probably got me, and this is just a personal thing. So like, by the end of the movie, which something else that surprised me is that none of the guardians died. I you know I thought someone was gonna die. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's you know, everyone's good for the most part. Gamora's back with the Ravagers. Everyone's hugging up on her. Happy times. Uh, Peter has decided to leave to go find his grandpa. And the rest of the Guardians, or not to find him, but I guess to... Is is that why he leaves? He's going to go, like, see if yeah. his grandpa's still alive or whatever. And be yeah. like, you know, I've done what I've needed to do here. You know, I'm going... I realize I never got to live as Peter Quill. I've always been Star-Lord kind of a thing. Yeah. So, like, everyone's, like, dancing to Florence in the Machine and all this. It's a very good moment, which I, I will say, good song choice to end it yeah. on. Very good. The one part that really did almost bring me to tears was when uh, he does get back to his grandfather's house and he sees him for the first time. And he says, you know, like, hi, granddad, or whatever. And, like, I just love my papa so much. So that, that, that kind of yeah. hit me. I, I was like, man, I I wish I could say that one more time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that moment for me, I was I was like, thank you for putting that in there. That, that made me feel pretty good, I guess. Yeah. The, I don't know. I, most of, like, the, just the animal stuff really got yeah, that, I I'm not a big fan of, which... Obviously, it's not, like, too gratuitous with the animal torture, but it's enough to make you, like, not want to, like, 
look you, away yeah, from you, the screen. It really makes you want to just like not watch. Yeah. Which I mean, especially it, 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 I like mean, a good way if they didn't make the freaking raccoons so cute, I don't think it would have been as bad. <laughs> I'd rather much see an ugly raccoon get experimented on. I do think I teared up a little, like whenever he, like whenever Rocket goes back and he like finds all of the animals there oh, and he opens yeah. the, the raccoon cage. I, I and then he like he gets the raccoons but then he looks around and I yeah. Uh, another part in this sequence that I want to talk about really quick is when he goes to the the little purgatory where he's almost about to cross over yeah. and Lila's there and she's like, Look, our friends are here too and like their silhouettes are waving and Rocket says, Can I come? First of all, that one got me. I was like, yeah. wow. That's a that's a pretty, like, that really makes you think about the finality of your life. You know, yeah. like, a, you get to a point where it's like, not that he's given up, but it's just like, he's, I, I imagine Rocket's just so tired at that point. Yeah. And just said, you know, and miss his friends so much. He didn't care if it was going to cause him to die. He just wanted to go with his friends. Yeah. But the moment in that scene that that really got me, and I think this this happens after. No, it has to be before before he finds the animals or whatever. Yeah. Lila says something about, "Oh, come here, my beautiful, lovely little raccoon or whatever," and he goes, "I'm not a raccoon." And as soon as he says that, like yeah. it starts the him getting yeah. back into his body kind of a thing. I thought that scene was really really cool, yeah. just because they don't give you time, or they don't give Rocket you know time to have that little one liner like i'm no raccoon yeah a beat for a cool po you know like it's yeah. just like how he let out that wailing just standing still i'm pretty sure he's just standing there and he's like i'm not a raccoon and instantly he's like yeah <gasps> or whatever i thought that scene was pretty cool yeah it just reminded me of uh yeah. harry potter running into dumbledore yeah that's what i was gonna say and like you know, you, I feel like that kind of scene is not like all that uncommon, but it, they really did it well. And it, that, it like, is kind of a trope, like, but they they just did it. They did it in like a nice way. Yeah. Just, like I feel like sometimes you're like, yeah, he's gonna be like, can I come? And then she's gonna be like, uh, you, no, it's not time yet. But like, I, I I like the way that she was like, yeah, of course, just not right now. Yeah, like it could have, it could have easily been like a. I want to come with you guys, and then Lyle's like, "Yeah, but your friends, you gotta help your friends." Like, but you guys are my friends. I, I couldn't help you. Yeah. I can't help them. To one of those like, you helped us more than you could ever imagine, Rocket. Yeah. These friends need your help now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Get us in the writing room. We'll get people crying, but I, I, yeah, I feel like they did it really well because like I, in that moment, I was also kind of like. As soon as he saw yeah, it, like, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm trying to think of uh, any other scenes that really stood out, which it's it's been a while at this point since since I saw it. I mean, I, I do also like that um, the last fight with the big big bad was pretty quick. Like, yeah. really just, like, took him down. Like, they took everything from him and then took him out like that. Speaking and speaking of that too, we get to see his the remnants yeah. of his face after Rocket's attack there, which was another pretty gory. Yeah, uh, which he J James Gunn has. Have you ever seen the movie Slither? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a body horror, yeah, esque movie from like back in like two thousand six or something like that. Yeah, uh, 
So he, he knows how to do like the gross stuff. So I, I was happy to see him be able to showcase that finally. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting it. So no, it was a it was a really pleasant surprise. Yeah, like whenever they were peeling the mask off, I was like, What's it gonna be like? Is it gonna be like a robot or yeah. like a, you know, just like I didn't think just it was real gonna scarred be scarred up or something though. Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna be like as exposed bloody flesh and, yeah. muscle on a skull. Yeah. It was really cool. It's pretty metal. Yeah. Now I uh I'm really glad that I like this movie. It is a breath of fresh air in the Marvel canon. Absolutely. I definitely think it's better. Hopefully than... riding the ship at least a little bit. I hope so. I hope so. Because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the last Guardians movie confirmed by James Gunn, but also the legendary Star-Lord will return. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and I, I, I have to imagine because like, one of the other uh, little post credit scenes there is like it, it showcases uh, like this I guess this new lineup of Guardians which is Groot who is now like a oh, yeah. tank like he's a beast and then Rocket uh, Adam Warlock yeah one of the children that they saved who has powers as well and Nebula and Cosmo right yes and Kraglin oh yeah yeah which I mean, that's a you're really just missing Chris Pat, Chris Pratt and Drax and yeah. Mantis. Two thirds of those I've, I'll miss. <laughs> I'm sorry to hate on Chris Pratt, but no, like, it's not that I hate him. I I I really I thought he'd done good in Mario. I thought he was gonna suck in the Mario movie, but I didn't really. It was just a fine performance. It wasn't bad. I, I mean, I. I I think I've discussed that like Chris Pratt as a person is like pretty problematic for me, but like uh, he did compare himself to Jesus like not too long ago. Yeah, like he but said, like people hated Jesus too, just like they hate me, Jesus Pratt. <laughs> but like I just like his acting outside of. Um, yeah, I kind of. Mm, you're Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. Have you, have you seen the Jurassic World movies? He's very Chris Pratt in those. Yeah. He, he he the he has a very like specific line delivery where like every time he delivers a line it, it feels like it's something like alright everyone buckle up and let's see how this goes you know like one of those kind of things but like every line is delivered in that type of feel I think yeah cause it's, it's like uh, his like his cadence is like he starts out the line kind of slow speeds up and then he slows back down again yeah to emphasize that he's dumb <laughs> yeah I mean that works well when he's playing Andy. Yeah. I I want to have hope for the guy, but yeah, he's also kind of problematic outside of the industry as well. I don't like how he done his ex-wife. Yeah, because they they've got a kid together, and I feel like he doesn't really do much with his kid anymore. Yeah. Now that he's speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's dating or, or married to his his yeah, daughter. Yeah, that's why I got confused. Not because I'm dumb. <laughs> No, absolutely not. I uh, no, I I I really did like this movie. I, I I'm trying to think of a score to give it because I like. Yeah, that's what I'm stalling for. I can't. I'm I'm kind of stumped on a score. Which I I wish. I know what it has on IMDb, and I'm not. I I I think IMDb's got it a little bit lower than what I think it should be. I'm not gonna look, even though I've got it pulled up. I think I, I looked before, but I can't remember what it is. Let me think. I, I think I've I think I've got a 
I'm going to stick with it because it's the first thing that I thought of whenever I first tried to think of a score. I tried to go higher, and I was like, eh, it could, but like, eh, don't really. Yeah, I, I think I've got a good, I've got a, a score. All right, cool. Let's do this. Three, two, one. Eight point six. Oh, a little, a little bit higher, higher there. A little higher. I'm surprised you didn't have it in the eights. I wanted to put it in the eights, and I think. Am I gonna change my score? I don't know. I have to wait till it comes back out on Disney Plus. We'll have to rewatch it or something because Jordan still hasn't seen it, and I think she'd really like it. Like I, I think the reason that I'm putting it that I couldn't push it over into the eight was because. Like, I think especially um, Will Poulter, like, just that costume, it being, like, there so much in the movie took me out of it so much that I thought about it, like, every single All the time, time that he was on screen, I was which was a lot, that I yeah. was like, man, he's just got gold He's got paint on him. He's just, I see that. It's kind of weird. And, like, and it took away from his, I just felt like it really took away from his character, which was supposed to be a big kind of yeah. part in the movie. I agree about that at least. That and some of the writing was like just a little odd and kind of all over the place sometimes, and just didn't want to like know what it wanted to be. Eight point two, I think. Eight point two. I think that uh, I think that uh, that that's what I feel comfortable with because I I don't know. I feel maybe. Maybe on a Marvel scale, I would put it higher. We'll see that I'm I'm trying to rank it. I'm doing what I just preached about hating. I'm I'm ranking this in that thirty film <laughs> cinema scope. Yeah. Where, I, so maybe I'm not trying to do that as much because like I did, we did rank Ant Ant Man pretty low, and I even for like I I think I would I'd like to go back and re-rank that lower than probably what I did on a Marvel scale and on a, just a movie scale. Yeah. On, on this one, if I'm going just based on like a movie scale, I'm probably closer to maybe the 7.9 range. Okay, yeah. I think, let, let's do that. Let's do our Marvel, because I think since we've made this distinction of just like this 30 movie scope, mm. I think on a Marvel scale, I would probably do 8.5. I was between 8.5 and 8.7, so I split the difference and gave it an 8.6. I think 8.5 is really, really, because it's like, I think it's up there with, uh, like, all those movies that are really, really good. Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't jump up past them, you know, because of a few, like, It still has a few hang-ups, yeah. But, like, it's definitely up there and, like, one of one of the Marvel movies that, like, you got to watch it if you're... It, I, I will say this is the first thing Marvel has put out within the past... Since Spider-Man. Well, yeah, because I, I did. I have rewatched Spider Man. Yeah, I would say probably since Spider Man. Uh, well, we, I mean, well, I, here, I here's the thing. So with with that Spider Man movie, I wanted to rewatch it, but I looking back now, I think I just wanted to rewatch the scenes with all the Spider Man. Yeah. With this one, the like, as soon as we walked out of the theater, I told my brother like I would genuinely like to watch that movie again, like. Yeah. It's it's probably been the first one in a long time that I've genuinely wanted to rewatch because a lot of times with those movies, unless I'm like, it's been a while since I've seen this, does it hold up? I'm usually a one and done person with the Marvel movies because I feel like 
Yeah. Yeah, you get the gist. You seen one, you've seen them all, kind of, to some yeah. to some of them. But, like, I, I think the reason I like to rank this one high, a little bit higher is because I think it breaks that mold a little bit. Yeah. yeah I, and I would totally agree. But, yeah, and then going back to, like, a, just a general movie scale. I think a 7.9. I think going back to, like, 7.9 is where I would like to be because it – I don't think it's anywhere close to like in the six range, but if you're going on just a regular movie, I, I don't think it's enough to bring it up in the eights. Yeah, seven point nine at the most, like maybe like a seven point nine eight 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 repeating or something, just because yeah. like the set design and production design was just, just it was really good, other than like the few hangups, like you said with yeah. Adam Warlock and the Sovereign. But I think a few hiccups on the wardrobe department and the writing in the Marvel realm of things keeps it pretty high but yeah uh, as far as regular movie i think it, it's able to bring it down a little bit more because yeah as a standalone movie yeah that's not wouldn't be the best i don't think well yeah because you just get so much like broader as far as like just you know what you're looking at goes and i think and i, I and i also think when you rate it on the marvel scale too you got to take into fact take into the fact that it's part of a trilogy it's bigger picture kind of a thing yeah. Not bigger picture as far as the whole MCU, but like bigger picture as far as like the yeah. Guardians trilogy, and they're yeah. special. And I, I would probably rank it as being the best of the three, for sure. I mean, I, I haven't seen the second one, but like I think you should definitely watch the second one sometime part soon. Of me feels like I've like seen it, but just like put it on, you know, mm -hmm. and like maybe like was like half paying attention, maybe. But uh, because it's a pretty I good one. Remember watching like the the I'm stand like master the art of standing still and i was like oh that's the movie i, I want to say the only hang-up i have with that second one is there are some scenes that give me the ant-man feel of like oh they're definitely just in a green screen room yeah i honestly didn't feel like that too didn't much. get that a lot in volume three at all I mean, honestly i can't really i can't really remember if uh, a scene where i really felt like they were in the volume or whatever they call it now i think that now well now that i'm like trying to think i'm like that was a little weird but like i don't i can't if it was I if it i feel out, like so. if it was it was probably one where they're actually like in space not like in a yeah, room or something so like the one where i was kind of like i think that was like the one like where they're going to like latch onto the yeah. humanoid or like the organic things in their among us suits yes <laughs> what is it i just i didn't click it didn't click apparently that's not actually like uh, someone asked him i guess uh a long time ago when the trailer dropped like is this an Among Us reference and he was like no it's it's a reference to something but like I don't think okay. it's Among Us un unless it was like I can't I can't admit this I'm just gonna say no part of me feels like so like now that I'm looking back like that's the internet you knew what you were doing you, you're, I mean, you're telling me nobody on set was like oh this is like Among Us you know James Gunn knows what that is yeah he's probably been approached to do an Among Us movie yeah Um, but yeah, that's probably the only scene that I can like really think of that I was like, oh, that's fair. We out, we out here in the green screen. That's yeah, okay. it's a it's a space if, scene. Yeah, what are you if, gonna do? If that's the only scene you got to use that for, then that's that's pretty good. I'm not gonna complain too much. I mean, did you have any final words, final thoughts? Go see it if it's because uh, it's still in theaters, right? I'm sure it'll be in there for a while. Go see it. Go see that movie. It's a good movie. If you like, if you like Marvel, you'll love it. Even if you don't like Marvel, 
and maybe like i said if you haven't seen the other two i don't think you're like missing out like on too much like if you just want to get along for the ride yeah. it's like <coughs> honestly if you've seen endgame you should be good to go yeah if you're like if you're any good at like reading context clues you'll be fine yeah or if you just want to like suspend your belief for a little bit and just be like Watch yeah, what's going on movie about yeah and, and also like disney now you probably have disney plus so like yeah you could get yourself caught up with at least the other two with the holiday special three yeah and um, if you've been like media. if you've been trying to hold off on the marvel stuff because you've just been overcrowded by it or it's gotten stale to you this might be a little bit of a bright spot in your day yeah, it definitely was for me i I'll, I'll i'll go watch a new marvel movie anytime it comes out just because like I like the subject matter. Uh, and you, yeah, you kind of got to see them at this point. But I will admit, first and foremost, before anybody, that they do get stale a lot of the times. And I'm hoping that's not the same case for um, the Marvels when it comes out, just because I know people give those movies extra shit just because of <laughs> women. But I, that movie doesn't look horrible. No, I think it looks good. I was trying to think. I think... I'm excited for Kamala Khan's uh, her role in it because I thought Ms. Marvel was a surprisingly I, that, and here maybe I'm one of the women people but like I wasn't really looking forward to Ms. Marvel just because she's one of the like newer characters and I don't really well you and it, it's, I, well, it's I a thought it's not created for us. Yeah, and I, and I thought it was maybe going to be more geared towards kids, but it was one of those like sleeper hits where I watched it and I found myself like binging it in like two days and been like, wow, yeah. that I was surprisingly okay with that. Like that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was one of those where I was definitely like, ah, you know, this is not made for like it's not aimed towards me, which is I thought the like, writing was fantastic in that yeah. show, which is like which is something I think that a lot of like the internet hate especially towards women is like not everything needs to be made towards you you dorks yeah really like not everything is going to be made with you in mind and that is okay you can still go watch it and like experience because like we had the conversation in our rating of like i love the fact that like uh you know uh you know a teenage girl like or you know a little bit younger Mm -hmm. could like watch miss marvel and like have someone that is aspire to be yeah yeah like that's great that's so cool and yeah i think the the writing was really good i thought it was very funny and i mean looking back at it now i just that first captain marvel movie i don't think is bad i think it's a little boring i think it but i don't think that's brie larson's fault at all so like i mean yeah it's yeah because it gets not tough to like and I'm hoping that uh, Captain Marvel do, like her character doesn't get washed out with Monica Rambeau and Ms. Marvel coming into the picture now yeah. I'm hoping it's not one of those like oh you do get your sequel but we're gonna it's on the shoulders of these other two characters that people like better yeah <laughs> but I, I, I don't know I digress I, know. We'll I, I just hope people don't tear into those movies enough or too much just because it's got freaking women in it get over yourselves you yeah. snowflakes. Bunch of snowflakes probably got soft hands or something. Um, probably. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this ex- this extended yeah, return to form. Long. Hopefully, I mean, we say it every time, and it's usually my bad. <laughs> well, but I don't. Like, I don't think it's one of those things that we can really fault each other on, because like to put things in perspective, 
Will Will still has classes and stuff like that. So like, I'm obviously not going to be like, we'll skip class. We have to record. Yeah, and I had a night class this semester, which really just I think that was the big thing. Like, I had a night class that was on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It was three hours long. So like, having that take yeah. up and work. So like, having that take up all the time just left me exhausted on the other days so like i just and i and i didn't get out of work until six so it was like it's just been it was a rough semester and we also don't make any money off the podcast it's just something that we like to do yeah and it's it's something that we would like to do more of but like it's something that like obviously you can't make it a priority over your classes yeah i can't make it a priority over work yeah but when the time is there, and like this week, it was it was worse just too because we had made the plan to like record on Thursday or Wednesday or something like that, and I got sick on a Tuesday, and I'm if you've probably could tell listening an hour and fifty minutes in, but like I'm still a little bit stuffy, but I was feeling bad all week. It's 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 life. It's life, and you know we're we're gonna make a podcast, and you'll see. Yeah, you know, I lazy mean, it's bones. Just like it's not. I it's like I. I it's easy in a lot of ways because we sit down and we just talk about, you know, it are, it's not super structured. Though yeah. we, I do find that we, like, have found a little bit of a structure. I think so. Like, <coughs> even if we don't, like, acknowledge it, we always kind of, like, go through, like, kind of the same kind of things. We always get back to order. it, too, as well. Yeah. And I, I prefer podcast, especially if you're talking about movies. I want, if I'm listening to a movie podcast, I want it to play like I'm how I have conversations about movies, which yeah. is all over the place. And then brought back to, you know, like what we were originally kind of yeah. talking about. But so I, I prefer I prefer that, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, what's your theory? Well, hopefully be coming back soon. But, you know, it's... I, I think... Uh, I, think I haven't brought this up to you yet, but I think when... Because when, we, we, we have had What's Your Theory on, uh, you know, pretty big hiatus. I think whenever we return with that show, we should maybe brand it as like uh, What's Your Theory Season 2 or yeah, something like that. I know. I know it's kind of, it gets kind of weird and in the weeds when podcasts do seasons, but like, it, it, I feel like that might make it feel a little bit easier on us to like. Yeah, and you know. Oh, now we can start anew. Or like yeah, maybe, maybe we can get into something different or try try a little tweak of the format, maybe a little bit. Well, we're cooking something. Let us cook. We'll just Let us cook, bitch. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> go break bad. <laughs>